0: Turn, if you would, to Galatians chapter 5. Beloved, today we're going to look at another one of the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, it's like a cluster of grapes. One is love, one is peace. Uh, Today we're going to look at long-suffering. I was going to look at long-suffering and goodness together, but then I started doing a a Bible search, a word search, for the word long-suffering. And it's brought forth in the Old and the New Testament, so I want us to look at a couple passages in both. Old Testaments about long suffering the long suffering of our great God he is so long suffering towards us it's amazing it's absolutely incredible and then the Holy Spirit of God works in us long suffering for others for our brethren for for people that we rub shoulders with and we, we, we might say well I'm not very long suffering I'll tell you what if you're a believer you're more long suffering than you were when the Lord first saved you you might not feel that way. But see, God works that in us. We don't see it, do we? We don't ever see it. We see it in other people, but we don't ever see it in ourselves. Because I can always look at myself and go, man, I don't, man, I'm not very long-suffering, especially when I'm in the car and somebody cuts in front of Vicki. I'm not very long-suffering at all then. Right? So, my, oh, my. We're all the same, aren't we? So, Zane and I were talking about that yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you know, coming out of church, coming out of church, just high, just lifted up, and somebody cuts you off on the way home. Oh man, our flesh just kicks in just like that, doesn't it? Just, just instantaneous, and it's so true for. And I heard the golf course is real good for that too, right? I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I heard hockey rink too. Same thing. It's real. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever considered how long-suffering the Lord is with us? Have you ever considered that? Just how long-suffering he is with us. Before we're saved, we can look at that and go, Oh my gosh, he's so long-suffering with us. But you know, even after we're saved, it's more so, eh? Amen. Now we know how we are. Now we know, now we understand a little bit more of the long-suffering of our great God towards us. So before we're saved and even after the Lord is long-suffering. And Today I'd like us to look at some Old Testament and and New Testament scriptures which actually testify of the Lord's long-suffering. So let's look at our text today in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. There's today's gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such as there is no law now again the fruit of the spirit is that which is referenced that the holy spirit works in us it doesn't come natural to us does it it's not natural and it's created in all believers we might say well i don't have much i don't have much uh long suffering i don't i'm not very gentle and and uh well that's all being worked in us by the holy spirit of god what, what does the scripture, who does the scripture say we're being conformed to? Christ. Amen. The image of Christ. That's right. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. Right? That's what's happening to us. We don't see it because we still see the old Wayne and the old, who you know, put your name in there. And we think, boy, I'm not, but we are. We are more long suffering. We are, you know, we, we have more, well, we have more love Think of this too. One of the things that the Lord works in His people is love for one another, and we have that, don't we? Isn't it wonderful? Love for one another, love for Christ, love for the gospel, and then joy, unity. Yeah, unity in Christ, and then joy. Oh, what joy we have in Christ! And peace, peace, knowing that knowing that um, all our sins are forgiven, that we now have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, and then now long suffering. Oh. Long-suffering. Long-suffering in our text is defined in the Greek as patience. Patience. (laughs) I'll tell you what, don't pray for patience. Yeah, This is something that the Holy Spirit has to work in us, right? Because we're not patient by nature, are we? We're not patient by nature. It says this too, a patient enduring of evil is also in the Greek. What do we have while we're in this world? We see evil all around us, don't we? But we have a patience, patient endurance of that. And that comes from the Holy Spirit, beloved. That's why when people say, well, how can you be so calm in the midst of everything going on? It's because God, the Holy Spirit's working in us. Do you see? Because by nature, we'd be freaking out like everybody else, right? But see, the Holy Spirit works that in us. And that comes, as we're sitting under the gospel, that comes more and more, right? Because we're being taught by God, the Holy Spirit. Oh my, it's wonderful. It also means this, fortitude. Fortitude. It also means slowness of avenging injuries. That's the total opposite of the flesh, isn't it? Because if someone does us wrong, the first thing naturally You know, I remember in my natural state, I want to get them. But not now. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Right? It also means this, too. Long-suffering, forbearance, and clemency. Clemency. My, oh, my. And then I looked it up in the English dictionary. And this is defined as having or showing patience in spite of troubles. Same definition pretty much as the Greek. Especially those caused by other people. Again, that would tie in with the enduring evil, right? My. So the fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. Again, this doesn't come by nature. And let us, let us never forget how long-suffering God was with us before he saved us. We sinned against him, didn't we? That's who we sinned against, Right. We sinned against God. How long-suffering, he didn't destroy us. Do you know, we're going to see, in putting this together, do you know that he's long-suffering with the wicked as well? There you go. Yeah. He, he you know, and, and people shake, we did it, we shake their fist in our natural state at Him, right? Scripture says, we're en- we were enemies with God in our minds by wicked works. And think of that long-suffering. See, we didn't know we were his sheep, but he knew we were. Oh, you know he's long-suffering towards his people, too? More than than he's long-suffering to to the wicked. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. He's so long-suffering. And marvel at his everlasting love, which which has been manifested towards us by his long-suffering. He won't destroy us. My, oh my. And then he seeks us out. We don't seek him out. We're going the opposite way. He seeks us out because of his everlasting love. Now the opposite of long suffering is to be short with others. We're all good at that, aren't we? To be curt. We can do that. We don't. Uh, when that happens, I get I get so convicted when I'm short with people. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that way anymore. But we can still do it, can't we? Especially to the ones we love. But so that's the opposite of long suffering. To be impatient, to be impatient and and without much tolerance towards others is the opposite of long suffering. They're characteristics of the old flesh and the reason we still do them is cuz we're battling this flesh every day, beloved. But see God's working this long suffering in us. Isn't it amazing? What mercy, what grace that he does that. He's changing us, beloved. He's conforming us by his almighty power to the image of the Son. Now now when we we are like that, we get convicted now. And we cry out usually, Lord, forgive me, I'm so sorry. And we go to the person we've offended and we say, I'm sorry. If I offended you, I'm very sorry. I in no way meant to offend you my oh my turn if you would to Exodus chapter 34 Exodus chapter 34 we're a work do you know we're a work in progress beloved we're a work in progress we're slowly being conformed to the image of the, of the son by the, the mighty working of God the Holy Spirit look at this in Exodus chapter 34 Exodus chapter 34 we'll look at verses uh, 5 to 9 oh how long suffering our, our great God is how long-suffering he is with his people. Look at this, Exodus 34, verses 5 to 9. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there. This is, he's standing there with Moses and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Now, this is Christ appearing to him. It's a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord passed by him, the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord God. There's, there's Jehovah Elohim right there, beloved. Merciful and gracious. Long-suffering. Now, these are characteristics of our, our great king. He's merciful and he's gracious. And look at this. Long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Now, we've, we've experienced that, haven't we? We've experienced all of those things as born-again blood-washed believers. We've experienced this. Keeping mercy for thousands of Oh, a number no man can number, beloved. Forgiving iniquity and the transgression and sin. That's what he's done for us in Christ. Who that will by no means clear the guilty, so his justice must be satisfied. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. And Moses made haste, here's Moses, bowed his head toward the earth in worship. Here, here's a picture of Christ. And he said, if now... If now I have found grace and I say, O oh Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for this is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for thine inheritance. What a picture of Christ there. He's the one mediator between God and man, isn't he? But did you notice it said in here, in verse 7, that, or, I mean, sorry, verse 6, that the Lord is merciful and gracious, and look at this, long-suffering. That's what he is. And we're living proof of that. Now turn to Numbers chapter 14, if you would. I I did this in order so that we wouldn't uh, have to run around a whole lot of places. And before you go there, I'm going to read part of Psalm 86, 15. It says this, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. That's our God, isn't he? Long-suffering, Gracious and plenteous in mercy and truth. See, this just keeps getting repeated to us, right? How do we learn things? Henry Mahan, somebody came up to him one time and they said, What's the, what's the, uh, how is your ministry so successful? He said, Well, first off, God, right? God. And he said, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Just keep playing that one string fiddle, the gospel. Christ and him crucified. Right? And that's what God's preachers do. Scott did the same thing, right? Scott did the same thing. I love when, he, I, I mentioned this last week. Uh, Wednesday, another thing, when Scott said, uh, somebody said, all you do is preach Christ. He said, put that on the tombstone. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because it's true, right? It's true. That's, that's the, he preached Christ and him crucified. My oh my. give all the glory to God. Give it all to God. Look at this in Numbers chapter 14. Moses is interceding again with a picture of Christ. And it says here in verse 13 And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou brought us up this people in thy might from among them. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of the of this land, for they have heard that thou art Lord for thou, Lord, art among this people, and thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by time in pillar, a, a pillar of, of a cloud and a pillar of fire by night. Do you know the Lord still goes before his people? He still goes before us. He, he doesn't appear in a pillar in a, in a cloud, but he still goes before us. Oh, it's amazing. Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard of thy fame will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he sware unto them, therefore hath he slain them in the wilderness. (coughs) (coughs) So he's saying they're going to doubt your power. Pagan nations will doubt your power if you slay them all. Now I beseech thee. Look at this intercession. This is incredible. Let the power of my Lord be great according as thou hast spoken. The Lord is what? Long suffering. Look at that. And of great mercy. Oh, we've tasted that, haven't we? He's of great mercy, beloved. Forgiven iniquity. Here we go. And transgression. And by no means clearing the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee. Oh, pardon. Pardon, I beseech thee the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy. Oh, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. Look at that. Is that not our prayer? Oh, Lord, pardon my iniquity. He has, isn't he? He'd pardon all our iniquity. Oh, my. Do you know the Hebrew word for long-suffering in those texts means this? Long and patient long and patient, slow to anger. My oh my. I remember hearing Brother Joe talk one time, he was preaching in a message, and he said, you know, I woke up and startled in the middle of the night. He said, the verse came to me, um, 'If, if thou, Lord, should mark iniquity, who shall stand? Which one of us would stand? None, no one. But praise God, His mercy is great. His mercy is great, isn't it? In Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And he's long-suffering. He's so patient with us. We can be the most impatient people, all of us humans. We're, We're so impatient by nature. And God is so patient with us. He's so patient with us. It's absolutely incredible. And think of this, too. Think of how long-suffering he is to those he gave to Christ. Think of how long-suffering the Father is to those he gave to Christ. He's so long-suffering to us, beloved. He's so ma- merciful. He's so patient with us. And, and, and why? Well, what's the source of that? Well, his everlasting love for us. He's loved us with an everlasting love. We're patient with those who we love, don't we? Well, we try to be yeah we try to be but we know that that's what we're supposed to be but the lord's working that in us isn't he he's working that in us he's he's making us more patient with everyone see that's the work of god the holy spirit in us oh my think of how long suffering he was our sins are set before him and he sends his son the lord jesus christ he sends his son the lord jesus christ Oh, my, to redeem us, to redeem us with his precious, precious blood. Oh, we're his bride, beloved. And we see that God is long-suffering with his people in the Old Testament there, haven't we? He's so long-suffering with his people. Now turn to the book of Romans, if you would. Romans chapter 9. Oh, my, our great God is so long-suffering in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. My, oh, my. Romans chapter 9, starting in verse 20. and We'll read to verse 26. Romans chapter 9, verse 20 to 26. Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replyest against God? Who are we? Who are we? Who are we to say, well, God, I don't like what you're doing? Who are we? We're nothing. Hey, Brother Travis, we're nothing. We're just dust. That's all we are. We're just nothing. My, oh, my. My, oh, my. Who are we? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? My, oh, my. Hath not the potter power over the clay? Of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? The the potter has power over the clay, right? The clay is just an inanimate object in the hands of the potter. He can make a teapot. He can make a candlestick. Right? He can make a wash bin. He can make anything. He can make whatever he wants. Make a a clay pot to hold water, another one to hold sewage. Right? He can do whatever he wants. Can he? He's got the power. He's, he's got the power over the clay. What if God willing, now look at this, what if God willing to show his wrath and to make, make his power known, his almighty power, endured with, look at this, much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Look at that. God is even long-suffering to the vessels fitted for destruction. Think of how many people say, I don't, I don't, even, I don't believe in God. I, you know, sometimes I read comments on different sites I'm at. And sometimes the comments are quite funny. But there's some of them. They go, they, the, the things they call God, and I just get off them when they start doing that, is absolutely awful. And it just shows you. Now, now, I'd have been right there if the Lord hadn't saved me. All of us would have been. Except for the grace of God. The only one made us to differ from anybody like that is God, right? He's God and God alone. He's the only one. My oh my. He's the only one made us to differ. And what long-suffering he showed us. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. So he's long-suffering. Think of this. My parents, as far as I know, weren't saved. But I sprang out of them. Think of how long-suffering he was with them. before they even had me right they're sinning against them and I come out of the womb and I'm a child I'm a child of their flesh and I'm sinning against God but I didn't know I was one of God's elect, and he's long-suffering with they raised me fed me took care of me and God's long-suffering with them we are gonna find out we're gonna find it I'm gonna let a little something out here we're going to find out in the main service. And I'm, this, I want you to think about this. If you're a child of God, right? You know what you were created for? The glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're, 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 we're created for the glory of the Lord. We're vessels of honor. Now, we, we don't always feel that way, do we? We're created for the glory of Christ. We're going to see that in the main message. That lame man you're going to read about, Brother Dave? He was created for the glory of Christ. And so were we. Man, when I saw that yesterday, I was about ready for the roof to lift off the house. I would never think of myself like that, would you? But it's true. It gives so much meaning to our lives. All the things we've went through. They all glorify Christ. Even the bad things. Because he pulls us out of them. He sustains us through them all. Think of the darkest place we've been. He sustained us through all that. To bring us to to, to to manifest his power. To manifest his love for us. And and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory. When did he prepare them? When were we chosen in Christ? Thank you, brother. Before the foundation of the world. Right? We were prepared before we were even born. We were a vessel of honor before we were even born. We had no idea. Look at this. Even us, whom he called, so now Paul's bringing it home, right? Not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As he has said in Isaiah, I will call them my people, which were not my people. We were not his people by nature. We were not his people by nationality. We were not his people by birth. Scripture says he came unto his own, and his own received him not, right? The Jews. We were not his people by birth, by nature, but we were his by choice. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my. says here, look at this. And he saith in O.C., I will call them, I will, call them my people, which, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved, and it shall come to pass. There's that word again. It shall come to pass. That little shall. I'll tell you. It shall. If God says it shall come to pass, it's going to come, what's going to come to pass? That in the place where it, it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. That's us, beloved. Isn't that wonderful? Oh my, how long suffering our God is with us. And now, here we are. Worshiping him. We weren't worshiping him in our natural state, were we? And here we are that that promise came true, didn't it? See, this is the hope as the gospel goes out God shall save his people That message will go to where it will it, it'll either it'll either harden someone in their sin or the Holy Spirit get a hold of it and convict someone That's our prayer a eh? Lord draw them to Christ draw them to Christ, please save their souls Oh my now let's look at uh, 2 Peter. Turn up to 2 Peter if you, if you would. Now this portion here in 2 Peter has been, or there's a verse that we're going to look at that's been twisted by uh, false preachers that say, look, Christ died for everyone. He do not want anyone to perish. Context, 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 right? God is not willing that any of his sheep will perish. And as a matter of fact, he won't let one of them perish. He's going to save them. They're not going to die in their sins. We're living proof of that. Aren't we? We're living proof of that. Look at this. Second Peter. Second Peter. Chapter 3. God will simply not allow anyone for whom Christ died for to perish in their sins. It's, it's impossible. He shall save his people from their sins. And we just saw he's going to call the people and they shall be his people, right? That's by effectual grace, the God, the Holy Spirit. Look at this in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses uh, 8 to 16. But beloved, now see, who's he talking to right there? He's talking to the beloved. Who are the beloved? Well, they're God's people, aren't they? They're not the whole world. The whole world's not the beloved of God. This letter is written to God's elect. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord. Now, here's, here's the verse that people take, and they, <coughs> they use it to promote um, universal salvation, that everyone has an opportunity to be saved, and God doesn't want anyone to perish. Well, we just read in Romans that there's vessels of what? honor and dishonor right we just read that what do you do with that verse oh my look at this the lord is not slack concerning his promise who's his promise to his people right who's it in christ all the promises of god are in christ yea and amen to the glory of god the father the lord is not slack concerning his promises some men count slackness but is what there it is. Long suffering. Same Greek word. Long suffering to us word. Okay. So who's the us word? Well, go right back up. But beloved, in verse eight, the us word are God's people. The us word are the elect of God. The us are the born again, blood washed saints of God. He's not. He's not slack concerning his promise. But his long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. That means all the sheep of God will come to repentance. You know why the Lord? What men say? Well, why they say he's delaying his coming? He's not delaying his coming. He's right on track. He could have come back when the last sheep saved. It's over, beloved. It's over. Right? He's 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 what what people would say. Delaying, I don't think he's delaying, I think he's right on time. Hey, eh, brother Zane. He's, he's, he's running right on his clock, isn't he? But men would say, natural men would say, Well, he's delaying. Where is he? Where is he? He can't be real. He's not coming back. He's coming. But he's long suffering. He's long suffering and patient until that last sheep is saved. Then it's done. Look at this. And how do we know that? Well, look at what the next verse says. But the day of the Lord, that's when the Lord comes back, shall come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt, fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. This is the second coming of Christ. This is, it's over. And you notice there's no gap in between there. You know, people say, well, there's a rapture, and there's all this. I don't see that at all, do you? No. It's it's he's patiently, he's being long suffering for his people, and then he's coming back, beloved. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. What? That means the heaven and earth is all gonna burn up. It's gonna dissolve, actually. You ever watch a pill dissolve or something? Remember the Alcatelsa used to put it in the I used to like to play with those. The kids used to watch them. You know, mom and dad, well, where's my Alka-Seltzer? Oh, it's all gone, right? But you'd put them in there and they dissolve in the water, right? They're going to just dissolve. What manner of persons ought ye to be in holy conversation in godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. That's the second coming. Wherein the heavens shall, be, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwells righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent. Well, keep looking to Christ, beloved. Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless, and account, and account that the long-suffering there, look at this, the long-suffering of our Lord is what? Salvation. He's long suffering because he's saving his people from their sins. You know he's daily adding to the church even today. You know before we got here there was three hundred people that had already tuned into our church overnight. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? To God be the glory, right? To God be the glory. Oh, my. account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in his epistles, speaking in them of things, these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which they, are, they that are unlearned in unstable rest, as they do also the scriptures unto their own destruction. When you come to a scripture you don't understand, don't wrestle with it. Just leave it. You know why? I, I remember Norm Wells telling me. If the Lord not illuminating that scripture for you right there, it's not time to be illuminated for you. But I'll tell you what. You ever had, well, is this ink still dry? Is this ink wet? You ever had them, those moments? Wow, I never saw that before. That's the time it get illuminated for you. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? There's lots of scriptures we read we, we don't understand but we don't have to wrestle them. We just say, no, well, I just don't understand that right yet. And, and the Lord might never give us light on it, but he might. But he might, one day. I'll tell you in heaven, I think we're gonna be learning a lot of stuff. Oh my, that's just my opinion. I'm not preaching that, that's my opinion. I think we're gonna learn a lot more because there's no sin there. My, um, it'll be wonderful. Notice in verse 8 there that he, he, um, he addresses the believers, calling them again beloved, and then brings forth that, let these men scoff and mock at all they will. The length of time since God promised his coming is only been two days. Remember the angel said this, this same Jesus will come back. It's been 2,000 years. Well, we just read one day to the Lord is, is, is a 1,000 years is the Lord to one day. It's only been two days, beloved. Two days is nothing, is it? When we want to go somewhere and we, we're waiting for them two days to come, they fly by, don't they? And then you ever notice when you go on a trip, two weeks goes, zoom, you go, where did I all go? Right? One day for the Lord is like a thousand of our years. My, my, oh my. Well, again, let's just close with this too. The reason that God is long suffering, I'll have to continue next week, but the reason that God is long suffering is because He's still saving the sheep. The message is still going out. And see, that which God is by nature, He's working in us now. Isn't that amazing? We can't work in ourselves long-suffering. You ever try to be patient? Say, I'm going to be more patient. Someone told me a long time ago when I first was a believer, they said, never pray for patience. Because you know what happens? (laughs) Yeah, you get bombarded. (laughs) God will show you, you are patient at all, just like me. (laughs) Oh, isn't our great God, he's so good. He's so good, isn't he? So long-suffering, so merciful, so gracious, full of truth. My, pray for this morning. I'm so excited about this this next message too. And isn't God so good to us? He's so, so good to us, isn't he? Oh, he's marvelous. Brother Steve, could you close us in prayer?